Well, and a good day to you. Happy Feast of St. Clair on this Friday. Take two with Jerry and Debbie on EWTN Radio. I am Jerry Usher. Debbie Giorgiani is alongside me, actually virtually. She's at home in Arizona, and I'm in California. And we have our show team in place today. want to always give them a wonderful shout-out. That would be our call screener, Matt Gabensky, our producer, Ace McKay, and our social media manager, Jeff Burson. And today we're going to talk about something that is starting to... Well, be developed, investigated, tested, and we want to know what your thoughts are about uh, self-driving cars. And Debbie, I guess you live in an area where these things are all over the place. It is. We are a testing state for the autonomous cars, the Waymo cars and other um, manufacturers that are going around testing um, with a, a driver in them and sometimes not. I mean, it's completely empty. You just see, you see it, you see it running through the streets of, of Phoenix uh, all by itself and going pretty fast. So um, these um, self-driving cars are coming to a town near you. It's just looking like it's going in that direction. So how do you feel about it? How do you feel about these self-driving cars being on the road next to you, uh, your kids, you know, we have a lot of kids and grandkids that are driving. How do you feel about it? Would you get inside of one of these cars and be a passenger? Um, Would you feel comfortable getting on a freeway, a highway? I mean, some of our freeways in Arizona, Jerry, um, people are driving as fast as 80 miles an hour. Would you feel comfortable being in a driverless car 80 miles an hour? Uh, Let's talk about it. Um, And maybe some of you say, you know, that's the way it's going. It's safe. That's why they're testing it in Arizona. Um, So you know what? Let's talk about it. 833-288-3986. All right. That's the topic of conversation today as we head into the weekend. And we don't have a show without you, though, so take two family. We need you to uh, call in and weigh in on this topic. Again, it's 833 288 EWTN 833 288 3986. Love to hear from first time callers, first time listeners. As Debbie says, you don't have to be Catholic to listen or call into the show. But we're just talking about these driverless cars. Um, you know, I, I make an analogy, Debbie, with texting. Um, I, I went kicking and screaming into texting. I just did not like it at first. I, I don't remember. like typing with my- I don't like typing with my thumbs, you know. Um, mm-hmm. the, key, the keyboards of the future, I say, are going to have two keys, one for each thumb. But I, so what I do a lot of times is I will, I will type out a message and email it to myself and then copy and paste it into a text. I just don't sure. like typing with my thumbs. But I do, I do text a lot now. So that makes me kind of wonder and ask the question, where am I going to you know, come down on this driverless car question? If, if they get tested and it looks pretty safe, would I, would I give it a try? I would say right now, probably not. But... Mm-hmm never know. Mm-hmm. Okay. I know that you stated this publicly because you want me to apologize again. I have been apologizing for years. I am the one that got you back into texting. Okay. I'm Is sorry. Yeah. I've okay. said, I, I, I said, I'm okay. sorry. Would you please just forgive me? Okay. Right Accept here on, my on global radio. I, I forgive <laughs> you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you. I am the one that did it though. Remember, I remember when you said to me, I don't text. And I said, but I do. <laughs> 
<laughs> so, but okay. So I have a lot to say about this. And if you work for a company that are that's producing these self-driving cars, you know, th- there's nothing against. I have nothing against technology and the advancement of technology. I really don't. Um, I do live in the Southeast Valley of Arizona. Um, and just uh, a month ago, uh, I was sharing with Jerry that I was on. Um, the road from my town to the next town over. Now keep in mind, there's a quarter of a million in my town and there's about a quarter of a million in the town next to me. So that's 500,000 people that live in the two towns side by side. And I was driving from, from my town to the one closest to me. And I uh, was next to two uh, driverless uh, Waymo cars. Uh, both of them did not have a test driver in the car. They were empty and they were driving next to me at 45 miles an hour. One went to the um, stoplight with me and then took off when the light turned green. And I happened to have a pretty fast car and I just wanted to see how fast this thing went. And it went from zero to 45 in a split second. Oh, is that right? Wow. Yeah, it was pretty scary. I have to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I called my husband and I said, I'm never driving again. Never. This is if this is the way it's going. So no, I have a real I, there's a I have I have many issues with it. And I understand why they're testing it in Arizona. I know that our previous governor arranged some, you know, agreement to have it tested in Arizona. Arizona has very wide streets. So that would make sense. You know, if you're testing it, you want to make sure this thing stays between the lines. And I get that. Um, but I don't know, Jerry, if I would feel comfortable, I think I would be praying the rosary nonstop in the back seat of a Waymo driverless car on the freeway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, we want to know what you think about it, Take Two Family. Don't, don't base your opinion or your phone call on what Debbie and I have shared. We're both a little bit uh, hesitant about these driverless cars. Maybe you feel completely differently. We would love to hear about that. Have you, have you, have you gone on a ride with one of these cars without a driver in it? Um, what, what do you think, uh, you know, how, where do you think this all should be going? Love to hear mm-hmm. from you today. Got to fill up those phone lines. Let's head into the weekend with a strong, impactful show today at 833-288-3986. Take two at EWTN.com. The show website, take two show.com. And of course, on social media, hello, we're waving to those of you watching on Facebook and YouTube. You can post your comments there and Jeff Burson will get those over mm-hmm. to us. You know, you just said something really um, interesting. You always do. You're very smart, <laughs> very brilliant. Um, but Jerry, you know, I'm go after the show. I'm going to call the company that is right near where I live, and I'm going to ask if I can test drive just in the city streets. I don't want to go on the freeway. I'm going to see if I can be a passenger. Mm-hmm. Why not? Okay. Right. Yeah. yeah I mean, I see other people as passengers in the back seat of these Waymo, these self driving cars. Is that the only company, Waymo? There's other ones, I believe. I don't know. Actually, it's, uh, they haven't come to a town near me just yet. So. But I, I, I've, been travel- I've traveled to some areas of the country where I've seen them. Mm-hmm. And it, it is. It's really kind of surreal, you know? Yeah. So you've seen the like satellite fans on the yeah. sides and the and picking up the signal to like yeah. I'm always thinking what happens if a bird gets stuck in one of those things? <laughs> Does the car go flying off the road? I mean, really, seriously. So let's talk yeah. about it, folks. Please call in. Um, you guys definitely have something to say about it. Um, and also, these cars are coming to you. I understand they're in San Francisco and and L.A. and Austin, Texas. So be ready. Here's the number eight three three two eight eight. 
888-789-3986. Don't get started with your weekend yet. We expect your call here on Take Two with Jerry and Debbie. your show take two with jerry and debbie and you and you are com- coming through big time we have one one phone a phone line still open at 833-288-3986 talking about the self-driving you know driverless cars today where do you come down on that would you take a ride in one um uh, I don't know. Have you seen them around the area where you are? We're going to talk about a lot of important angles on this. But before we go to the phones, I want to tell you about a prayer book from the uh, EWTN Religious Catalog. It is called Sacred Heart of Jesus and Immaculate Heart of Mary Prayer Book. Of course, two of the most beloved devotions in the church are the Sacred Heart of Jesus and the Immaculate Heart of Mary. You can grow in your devotion to the two hearts with the free Sacred Heart and Immaculate Heart Prayer ebook from EWTN. So it's not uh, the religious catalog per se, but it's at EWTN.com slash Catholicism and click on Seasons and Feast Days. And it's a free ebook on the Sacred Heart of Jesus and the Immaculate Heart of Mary. A great spiritual gift to you from the folks at EWTN. Okay, um, I agree with Jerry. There is one open phone line. So somebody is just waiting to grab your cell phone and start calling because you have something to say about this. Just think about it for a moment. It's going to, you know, if you think that you're going to be exempt from this, I, I don't believe so because I think that's the way the, the it's headed. It's headed towards um, going in this direction for many reasons. It's part of that whole AI um, movement and, and advancement. So we, we really should be talking about it now, not when it when it's on top of us and we don't know what to do about it. 833-288-3986. Those autonomous cars, those driverless cars. Um, and what do you feel about it? Okay, Anne is up first and Anne is in Nebraska on Spirit Catholic Radio. Hi, Anne. Welcome. Hi. Can you hear me okay? I'm yes. driving, so that's why I'm Very well. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm glad you're behind the oh, wheel, man. <laughs> oh, thanks. Yes, and it's a real human. <laughs> anyway, my my question for you was: if this car is in an accident for some reason, who is liable for that accident? Because mm-hmm. there is no one driving that vehicle. Right. Well, and 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 I'm I'm not. Uh, don't don't completely quote me on this, but um, I have a background in um, in uh, insurance. Uh, uh, PNC insurance as well. And it's my understanding um, that the the liability, the responsibility, of course, you know, because you, you always say the driver is at fault, right? But in, I believe in this case, it would be the owner, the operating uh, owner of that vehicle. So the owner of that vehicle would be would be responsible. So that's how they would they would they, they're they're always going to have somebody responsible. So they're going to have to figure out a way to how to how to trace that back to who's responsible. Whether whether it was the operator who operated that particular car or the company that produces that car. But there's you know they have to distinguish who could be at fault, especially with an accident. I will tell you, Anne, that I believe in Arizona because we we are a test ground and we have been for a couple years there have been several accidents 
Um, so you probably was, was there a fatality one time. I th- I believe so. I if I'm not mistaken. So Anne, when in your leisure time, you probably could Google search Arizona testing ground for autonomous cars and what are the, what is the results and what are the results. You could probably find a lot of information there on you know. And I will tell you that I, in my humble opinion. I think for us who live in Arizona, it is a little bit, we are a little concerned. I mean, they're, they're everywhere now. I mean, it's, it's not like you just see one every, you know, 200, 300 cars. You're seeing one pretty much in every, in every crowded city. So, I mean, it's, it's kind of interesting. Um, you know, they're not few and far between. So this is going to become a regular occurrence. And I, I think it would be wise for people to do the homework. And I, I know Jerry just Google searched. Did you see anything? <laughs> you know me very well. Yes. Um, uh, there is a story uh, on, the, on the Internet. I just did a search for driverless car Phoenix fatality. And it says it was in 2020. The mm-hmm. backup driver, like you said, Debbie, was uh, was uh, charged with negligent homicide. It turned out um, he was uh, he was streaming an episode of the television show The Voice at the time and not paying attention to what he was doing. So there you go. You were pretty much right on. It was, mm-hmm. uh, but you know, what's curious to me, you know, when, when there's an accident you know, non-fatal, please God, there's always usually the two different perspectives on what happened, you know, each of right. the drivers. In this case, you're only going to have one human driver to tell his side, his or her side of the story. Mm-hmm. I don't know where they, they're going to go to get the other side of the story, but... Yeah. Well, you're going to have to rely on eyewitness reports as well, which is going to, that's, a, that's also going to complicate situations. I was sharing with Jerry and um, that, you know, the one good thing, if you, if you want to say there's a good thing about this, um, you know, if you do have an accident, you're not going to have a hit and run accident. I mean, because the car, you know, pretty much stops at that point. So what, what, do, you, what do you think, Ann? Well, I think it's worth looking into. It sounds good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Thank you, Ann, for the call. Our producer, Ace, just made a note here. He says, I bet the self-driving cars have cameras to record. They do. Yeah, absolutely. They do. Yeah. Um, you mm-hmm. should see it, how high tech it is. I, I got to look inside of one of them, and it's very interesting. I mean, they're fascinating cars. I mean, it's you're talking, this is like almost like the Batmobile. It's like unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I don't know. It's, 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 to me, it's kind of creepy. I'll be honest with you. It's just creepy to be next to uh, when you, you know how you're at a stoplight and you glance over to the person next to you and there's no one. It's mm-hmm. just creepy. <laughs> well, yeah. And I, I would just add this question, you know, just because we can, should we? I'm not saying we shouldn't. I'm not, I'm not like hardcore against this or anything. I just put that question out there for you, the take two family, just because we can, should we? Because there's a lot of things in the world today that we can do that we maybe should not do. I'm not going to place a, you know, a a morality gauge on driverless cars or anything, but just uh, love to hear from you. We got a phone line open that Amazon there, 833 Two eight eight three nine eight six. What are your thoughts on these self-driving cars? Would you jump in one? And uh, have you done so? Are they around your area being tested? Okay, so let's hear what Julia has to say in Columbus, Ohio, on Saint Gabriel Radio. Hi, Julia. Hello there. It's it's an interesting thing to get to talk about these things. I'm I'm pretty old by now, but I've always thought of it as something. In a, in a comic book somewhere, and but now that it's a real deal, you know, I mean, real rubber on the road, you know, I've got questions. Okay, here's one. Is it uh, all electric? Um, 
I can't remember. I was next to it, and I think, I think there are the the testing ones. I think there there are some that are electric. I think I remember seeing that. You could tell because um, you don't see the what you don't see what the exhaust pipe or something like that. There's ways to tell that they're, if they're electric, but I don't know. That's a good question. Do you know, Jerry? I do not, but I would su- I would suspect that probably are if they're not now, they're probably going to move in that direction just because that's sort of the the green movement, you know, in in the direction mm-hmm. of electric cars. I would say probably at some point they I would guess they all will be. Yeah. Here's another strange aspect of this, Julia and Jerry. Like what happens when the charger like goes down and they have to find a charging station so the thing rolls into a charging station? <laughs> what if it doesn't make it and it's just like on the side? It probably is. It's probably on the side of the street and then somebody has to go out and tow it in. I mean, what a mess. I mean, how weird, <laughs> well, you know? Our, our producer Ace to the rescue again, Julia, he said they are all electric cars at this they're, point. So Okay, they're yeah. all electric. See, so I, yeah, so I did notice that. The thing that's so strange, Julia and Jerry, is these, these um, rotating, spinning kind of fans that are on the, you know, the front, the sensors, the, on the front and on the side, so they can pick up all the, you know, elect, you know, all the navigation tools. Um, they're, it's just a strange look. It, to me, it just seems so, um, it has the ability to be damaged easily. Like I was thinking, you know, somebody could just, you know, like, you know, vandals and stuff, you know, people that want to hurt things, they could hit a hammer on one of them and, you know, damage one of them. And then what happens? The car takes off thinking that it's, it's, it's receiving a proper signal. Is there, are there mechanisms in place to say, Hey, you know, the right side sensors out completely, you know, the whole thing is weird. I, I don't, I don't trust that is, I guess what I'm saying. What do you think, Julia? Well, I'm thinking that how do they know where they're going and what's in front of them or what's beside them? Or should I make this turn now so I don't run over a pedestrian? Do they have any understanding or any things to take care of that? Yes. Um, if you in, see on the five o'clock news in Arizona, we get uh, updates on this all the time. The the uh, computer system inside of these and outside uh, is so high, highly advanced, Julia. It's unbelievable. They can pick up when something's even far away that it's it's approaching them quickly. Uh, it knows how to stop on a dime. It knows how to quickly uh, pick up uh, pace. Um, how to maneuver around things that fall into their into their lane. I mean, it's unbelievable. Uh, it, it's it's it is something you you would see on some kind of you know movie that is just so so what like a sci-fi movie jerry Mm -hmm. you know yeah it is it is and you know maybe this is all gonna shake out really well and we'll all be safe and it'll be a great new advance for for mankind i don't know we'll we'll wait and see um julia thank you for calling on that we appreciate that 833-288-3986 we do have some social media comments jim who's watching on facebook hi there jim and the rest jim he said, I would love, capital letters, L-O-V-E, a self-driving car. I cannot drive and cannot always pay for an Uber to take me to Mass. Mm. So Jim would be all in for this, Debbie. 
Well, see, and that's why, you know, you said it, you said it earlier, you know, Jerry, it's interesting. There are so many things that are, that look so good on the surface and then you can find the faults with them or the things that, that can really go wrong or maybe just be even tragic. But then there are some good uses like what Jim was just sharing, you know, or people that, you know, cannot, uh, are disabled and cannot drive, you know, they have a driver. I, there, there's also, um, these driverless cars, I understand are really helping salespeople um, because they are able to be in the back seat doing their work and they have a driver, you know, a, well, it's not really a driver. It's a, you know, autonomous car, but they're being, they're being driven around and they can get a lot more work done. Mm-hmm. So there's yeah, some well, good to um, it. Yeah. And, and Charles on Facebook and Jeff on YouTube, both, <clears throat> excuse me, feel the same way about this. Charles says, I see kids texting and driving. Self-driving would be safer for teens. Mm -hmm. And Jeff on YouTube says, I would rather have a self-driver car than some teenager texting next to me while driving. Well, see, that's, I agree. Yeah, that's true too. I know. I mean, see, yeah, that's true. So maybe these are, you know, maybe they are going to be better, you know? Mm -hmm. The only thing that I think is, is um, it gets people nervous, Jerry, is that, that when there is an accident, it's because you know it goes all over the news. This was done by a by a driverless sure. car. Well, it's going it, to be big news, yeah. Yeah, and then point, it yeah. and then it really just gets people really crazy. So, um, okay, where do you want to go next? We have a lot of comments coming in now. Well, Larry is in Columbus, Ohio, listening on Saint Gabriel Radio, and we welcome you, Larry, to the conversation. How are you? Great. How are you two? And, and thanks for welcoming me again. I uh, a little show note here. I heard uh, Debbie asked if I was on with her Friday cheer, and Jerry mentioned the uh, Friday Katy Perry song. Mm-hmm. I was on. Oh, <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, Hi, Larry. Oh, good. Hi. How are you? <laughs> good. Yeah, I did the trifecta. I did the trifecta today with uh, Dr. Greg and Lisa, Johnette, and now you, you two. Uh, oh, awesome. Thank you. Yeah. But yeah, um, on the driverless car, um, it takes me right to a, a commercial that comes on here with Ave Maria funds. Would you get on an airplane without a pilot? No. Um, I wouldn't want to be on a road without a driver in a car next to me either. So, you know, I'm not, uh, I'm more mechanically minded. Uh, we mess up enough, you know, mechanical malfunctions with the human operator, obviously. And or even if it's a drone type with high tech, uh, you know, no, I'm not feeling it. How about you two? Mm-hmm. What do you think, Jer? Well, yeah, I think we both shared a little bit, Larry, about our feelings on this. Um, I, I like the analogy to a pilotless plane, although, you know, I mean, there's a, a major difference. Um, it's not it's not necessarily apples to apples, but you got, you know, in a plane, you're up at whatever, how many altitude, 38,000 feet or something. Uh, but still, you can be very seriously injured in a car crash as well. But I don't know. I, I agree with you. I definitely would not get on a plane without a pilot, and that's maybe coming down the road at some point. But, Debbie, I, I just, uh, I don't know. I'm still, the jury's still out for me on whether I would get in a, a driverless car right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I complete. I, I agree with you, Larry. I am a face-to-face person, soul-to-soul person. I'm, I'm, I'm sharing with you only because I'm living in an area where we have them all around us, 
it is strange beyond belief. It feels like almost like an apocalypse type feeling where you just glance around and there's no human beings around you. I mean, it's just bizarre to me. Now, I do understand that for those that are that are disabled or cannot drive or need a driver or something of that nature, these can be a very useful a way to get from, from one place to another. I understand that. But in general, if we all went to that, I just find it to be strange. I, I don't know. And I don't feel comfortable with it because like, what if you on a rural road and you needed help? I mean, you're waving down a bunch of cars that have no drivers. I mean, it's, it, the whole thing is just odd to me. Larry, any final comments? Uh, I'm, 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 I'm with you both. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm good. That, thanks for the topic today. Very interesting. Oh, you're welcome, Larry. Thank you. Yeah. This man to being like everything else, um, you know, you get sort of get driven or herded into doing certain things that you initially maybe uh, don't have a comfort level with. I'm thinking of you know, like cashless. We're moving to a totally cashless society. Mm -hmm. um, and I was sort of like, you know, gosh, I really don't want to go in that direction. Now I do. Now I do it. You know, I mean, I rarely carry any cash at all. So this could be another one of those things, Debbie, where uh, they just kind of herd the people into this. There are still there. There will always be some people who don't want to do it, but maybe just out of necessity, people are going to have to start doing this someday. Right, right, right. This is a really good conversation, and you're hearing it right here on Take Two with Jerry and Debbie. So we are a live call-in show right before the weekend starts, so we need your help. You still have time to get in on this great conversation about self-driving cars. So please call us, 833-288-3986. You never know what's going to be discussed on this program, so we appreciate you tuning in and calling in and participating in this conversation today uh, about your feelings, your thoughts uh, regarding driverless cars, self-driving cars. They are being tested in many places around the country. There's been at least one fatality in Tempe, Arizona, near Debbie, where, near where Debbie lives. Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean we should throw the throw the whole thing out the window. Um, we just want to know what your thoughts are on this 833-288-3986. I will tell you something funny, though. So on the freeway, when you see these driverless cars, um, Marty and I were coming home from um, an event um, several weeks back, and we it was about 10 o'clock at night on the uh, freeways out here in Arizona. And you can see them. They're, they're pretty big cars. And so it was about, it was, it was up a ways from us. And it's hilarious because you watch everybody on the freeway just pull over, you know, in the right-hand lane or the left-hand lane to get away from it. <laughs> It's pretty funny. Um, but I think that's just a natural, you know, um, a natural tendency, right? Just to kind of say, well, let me get away from this, you know, no person yeah. car. <laughs> yeah. Well, we have a lot more of you who want to weigh in, and that would include Julie next, who is in Fort Worth, Texas, listening on the EWTN app. Hello, Julie. Hello, hello. Well, I just wanted to make a couple of points. Um, my husband has a Tesla, which has the, the self-driving feature, so it's not totally autonomous. Mm -hmm. But um, even when he's got the self-driving feature on, you have to—the person has to be in front of the, uh, you know, in, in front of the wheels, and every few minutes or so, you have to touch the wheel so that you know that it's there. Uh, his car, well, most of them have like eight cameras that surround them, so they're constantly like you were saying, surveying what's going on. It, it can even spot um, dogs, you know, with little, with little um, avatars that you'll, you'll see pop up. Um, 
And um, so, you know, they're they're constantly upgrading the uh, the software. I mean, it's it, it's a constant thing where they uh, do updates and so forth to to improve the situation. Um, if you see a, a hazard or something on the road that is that the car wants to um, to respond in a different way than what than what it should, there's a, a button that you can press, and then you you say you know you know there's um, whatever it is, no, you know, the, in, the directions are incorrect or whatever. Um, it, you know, of course, it's, it's, you know, very much connected to the, to um, the internet or, or to, you know, Wi-Fi or whatever. So, you know, the one danger would be that if all of those systems were to go down, then the car would have um, perhaps a difficult time navigating the way that it should. I mean, but when you think about all the fatalities on the road today, and that's with drivers, um, the, uh, 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 the autonomous drivers may be even safer. And then, you know, the, the point that you were making, again, about it being accessible or make, making the world more accessible for people who cannot drive or could no longer drive, um, to be able to, to get around, to get to mass, to get to their doctors, to get to the grocery stores, and so forth. I mean, that might be a tremendous benefit in the future. So I, I don't really care for it, you know, uh, to, to be totally in control. But the way that these um, cars are, are um, you know, um, engineered today, there is some need for in front mm -hmm. of, I mean, yeah, mm -hmm. in front of the wheel. Right. Well, Julie, thanks for your thoughts on this. You and some of the social media commenters that we mentioned earlier are, are pointing out this this very, I think, important aspect of all this, and that is uh, how much of a blessing it could be for handicapped or you know people who aren't able to you know get out and drive themselves. Pam said on Facebook, for example, I think my parents would like it to get to visit more and go to daily mass. They wouldn't need anyone to pick them up and so forth. So a lot of this is this is pretty common, I think, with technolo technological advances. There are many, many great uses for it. And then there remain the questions, the concerns. So, um, yeah, I, I just think you mentioned, you know, the, the driver has to touch the wheel once in a while to know that it's there. I would think maybe the driver has to touch the wheel so that the wheel knows the driver is there. <laughs> Maybe, but hey, Debbie, what do yeah. you think? Well, no, I, I'm so, I am so grateful, Julie, that you called in and shared about um, the car that 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 you guys own. I think it's very important to know that the technology is there and the software, and and it, they're constantly improving. I think. You know, I don't have any, you know, the more I think about this, you're spot on. I mean, so many people can benefit from having these driverless cars. I think, I guess where I'm at is I just, I, I hope and pray that um, those that are in charge of, of our, our country, our world, um, you know, put safeguards in place so that people can feel comfortable, um, you know, taking part in this. I, and I don't know. It's still the freeway situation, the highway situation. That 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 just gets it. Kind of makes me nervous. But it, but going from like a, a you know a grocery store to a to a um, a, a church or something of that nature or to work, I think it's it's kind of brilliant actually. You know, it could it could really work out well. So, any final comments, Julie? Yes, I think that 
for me, when, when my husband has it on the autonomous driving feature, um, it's much safer, it, it's, it's less nerve-wracking for me to be on a freeway with it than it would be on side streets, uh, where you really? have a lot more distractions and so forth. It, I, I don't like him to turn on that feature at all when we're driving in town. Um, that's my personal opinion, but, you know... Um, it, right. it does make me more nervous to be in town driving with that feature on than it does on the freeway. Okay, so then you don't you don't really have a complete comfort level with the technology, like if a pedestrian stepped off the curb or something came flying onto the street or something very quick because that can happen in the city, right? Well, it, it does see it does see the pedestrians. It does see the uh, the uh, you know the, the dogs, and it does. It does see everything, mm-hmm. but um, it's just my own personal whatever. I don't. I don't really care for that. Um, okay, gotcha. You can you can adjust. You know, like the the uh, speed limit on it so that it's not so that it goes. You know, under the speed limit if you want to going through the neighborhoods and so forth. And, um, there are certain things that it doesn't see yet, like for instance, speed bumps. Um, and it, it may, in, in the future, it may, there may be something that they're going to implant in the, in those, you know, those speed bumps that you have in neighborhoods that it will see those. Uh, right now, it just, I mean, I think the last time I checked, it, it just plows right over. Um, wow. So there, there are things that it's, that they're, they're improving the technology on this all the time. Um, right. But it's still, it's still, it's still um, out there, I think, somewhat in the future for me to be totally comfortable with it. Well, and before you go, Julie, that you make a really good point with the speed bumps. We have a lot of speed bumps out here in Arizona, and my husband actually almost bottomed out the car uh, last Sunday, actually going to church because they put a speed bump a little bit too high, and everybody was. They were really upset. Mm -hmm. Um, And and so that's interesting. So you're paying, like, if you're paying a lot of money for this driverless car and this thing bottoms out on a speed bump, that's, that's a problem. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah they better. Well, Julie, they should improve the te- technology on that part. I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Excellent contribution yeah. and conversation, Julie. Thanks for listening and for calling. Eight three three two eight eight three nine eight six. We heard from Michael M. watching on YouTube. Hello, everybody there. Michael M. says, "I am more worried about double decker buses since there is no driver on the top." Okay, I'm not that mm-hmm. familiar with double decker buses, but that's <laughs> is that Michael supposed to be a concern. joke? I don't know. There's no double-decker buses because there's no driver on the top? Double-decker? Yeah, like I said, I'm not that familiar with them, I, but Michael M. apparently is. So Michael but isn't there a driver at the bottom of a double-decker bus? I would think so, yeah. Yeah, so that's got to be a funny, right? <laughs> Perhaps, yeah. Oh, Michael, tell us if that's supposed to be a joke. Yes, it is. Okay, very much. Okay. Thank I thought so. <laughs> Okay, we're smiling, we're laughing. It's Friday. Uh, um, give us a give us a chance here. Okay, let's hear what Mike has to say in Crystal Lake, Illinois, on the EWTN app. Hi, Mike. Hey, good afternoon. How are you guys doing? Great. Doing well, I'm going to get in a driverless car this afternoon. I have a feeling <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to test drive one. Test well, you'd be getting in it by yourself if I was with you. Um, <laughs> I'm concerned about the over reliance on on these technologies for the general population. In general, we've kind of been lying. Mike, Mike forgive me, Mike. We're, we're getting a lot of, like, wind noise or something on your line. I can't really hear you as clearly as we'd like, uh, if you can make an adjustment. Uh, all right. I'm so- 
Yes, sir. Oh, that's the, beautiful. Um, Much better. Thank you. The, uh, we're, we have a great sense of over-reliance on technology in, the, in our society today. Um, I work for a multi-billion dollar defense contractor as an electronic engineer. And I've built automobiles from the ground up. And I can tell you that um, you really have to take this with a grain of salt, the, the degree of safety that they're promoting in driverless automobiles. You know, we, we are not investing millions of dollars in research dollars in every automobile that comes off the line. These things are going to be mass-produced, and they don't have the same set of stop gaps that we put into launching rockets. <laughs> mm. uh, we, in my opinion, they're kind of using the general population as guinea pigs to ferret out the, you know, the failures. As your previous caller said, they're constantly getting software updates, which means that they're finding problems. Mm. Well, if you're getting software updates that frequently, the product should be shelved for a little while before you launch it out into the, uh, the general population, don't you think? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I see in my own experience uh, as an engineer in very, very large products and very large programs, the failures that go into these things. And even after we think we have it all figured out, things still go wrong. Um, you know, just how much are you willing to gamble uh, on the average, you know, the average person's life on, a, on an autonomous driving machine? I'm personally not happy with it. You know, I, I think it needs to be put into uh, further development on a, on a track before we can really launch it into the, uh, into the general population. Right. It scares me. Um, I have a lot of, you know, I got 50 years of engineering experience, and I would never get into one of these cars. So mm-hmm. thank you taking well, a moment to listen. I'm well, sure. Mike, before you go, can I just comment on that? So um, let me just um, share something. So I started out at the beginning of the show saying that I'm, I'm, I'm really troubled by them, and it, it, they concern me. Um, and they and they just seem very strange, and I don't I wouldn't rely completely on their technology. And then I was trying to be open minded with everybody calling in and saying, you know, about folks that are disabled and and stuff like that. And so, you know, I think the intention is really good that people are trying to make life easier um, for for people. And I and I love that part of it. But I have to tell you, we are a testing ground out here, and a lot of people. Um, are, are struggling in Arizona with it, the thought of it. There's a lot of groups forming, you know, saying that we just don't feel comfortable. They're all over the place now. And they're going very fast. I mean, they go fast. And it causes you as a driver, me as a driver, to go to try to keep up with it. And that's in, and that in and of itself seems a little strange, too. So um, I, I struggle with this, but they're here. They've arrived, Mike. And so what do we do now? Well, we have the right to push back on these things. We can. It'll only take one horrible, massive accident before it destroys their reputation. Mm. But I pray to God that I won't. Well, my loved one's not going to be part of that awful accident. Mm. You know, this is kind of like the old. They never put up a red light at the crosswalk until some poor child is killed. Right. That's true. Is that going to be the same situation here with these autonomous cars? Um, We don't want one running through a procession. 
you know, of children or, or anyone else, you know, it's just, uh, there's, there's a lot at risk. And just because you can do something doesn't always validate the reasons for doing it. Yeah. You're absolutely right, Mike. Um, and you bring, uh, you know, like you said, a very um, educated uh, opinion to this conversation. So thank you so much for calling in, Mike, and sharing your thoughts on that. 833-288-3986. A lot more calls we're going to get to. want to mention, though, first EWTN Pro-Life Weekly with Prudence Robertson is Sundays at 10 a.m. Eastern Time and 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time on EWTN Radio. Uh, the show helps you stay informed and educated with the latest news and truth on abortion, euthanasia, assisted suicide, and the culture of death. Uh, certainly one of the most important shows you can listen to on EWTN Radio. Pro-Life Weekly at uh, Sundays at 10 a.m. Eastern and 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. So one of my fellow Arizona residents just uh, um, sent a message in saying, how come Arizona got stuck testing <laughs> testing these cars? Because we're Arizona. We get stuck with a lot of things. They think, oh, just give it to Arizona. They have all that desert out there. They'll never notice what's going on. <laughs> so well, you know, I was wondering, you know, um, as far as driving speeds and, and things like tickets, you know, because I don't know, are these are the self-driving cars uh, do they like not go up one mile an hour over the speed? I, you know, do they obey the speed limit in all situations? Because if they, if they do, they're going to be a hazard because nobody else is obeying the speed limit. Right. You know, and right. going ten over, um, and then if they do, I mean, right. Uh, do you do you get the ticket because you're in the back seat? Well, that's <laughs> what I was trying to share with you. Our our streets, our city streets, are 45 miles an hour. And when I was at the stoplight right next to this Waymo car. Um, it took off when the light turned green. It got to 45 miles an hour within a split second. I've never seen a car go so fast. Mm. And I, and I, you know, I have a, a, a pretty uh, quick car and I tried to keep up. I couldn't even keep up. And then I, mm. of course, I passed it because I went a little bit over that. But then I, I kind of just tried to see how, how quickly it went and it was fast. And so I don't like the whole, it's very, um, the movements are very abrupt, Mm -hmm. How you know what I mean? I don't like I don't like that feeling. It doesn't. Uh, yeah, it doesn't feel right. Okay, let's hear what Kathy has to say in Cheyenne, Wyoming, on Sirius XM one thirty. Hi, Kathy. Hi. Um, I've called in before. I'm a, a drove an ambulance for many years, and I have a couple problems. First, um, I think as a public safety officer. Uh, I would worry about whether or not these uh, driverless cars, especially can hear sirens and are responding um, according to state law as to what you're supposed to do. Um, the other thing is, I have a problem with giving up my personal responsibility for being in control of a car to a manufacturer. And, um, I, you know, it was even, even just driving an ambulance, trying to determine what's wrong with a patient, but also determining the cause and sometimes having to um, help law enforcement determine responsibility makes me wonder on these driverless cars, is the manufacturer responsible? Because there's no driver who becomes mm -hmm. responsible. So, and also, you know, you're talking about this accident that occurred where there was a fatality. I wonder whether or not, if there had been uh, a more in tune driver, whether it would have been avoidable. 
Um, and without a driver, you don't know. The ones where you can sit in the car and the car drives itself, I feel people may become complacent and feel like the car is supposed to drive itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, you know, what popped into my mind, Kathy, I don't know if this is a good analogy or not, but, you know, they're, they may, the, the you know, producers and manufacturers of these cars may try to get some sort of immunity from liability. I don't think that should ever happen, but what, mm-hmm. re- what it reminds me of is the pharmaceuticals. I think during COVID, didn't they somehow get uh, legislation or something that said they, they couldn't be sued or something like that? Anyway, I, I would hate to see that ever happen because that would be a disaster, and I, I don't mm-hmm. think it would happen, but that's just what came into my head. Debbie, I yeah. don't know if you got any thoughts on this. But. Well, and, and given the work that you, you have done, Kathy, let me, let me throw this into the mix of the conversation. See, this is where my, my mind goes. You know, I, I live in a state where we do have a lot of uh, car accidents at intersections because of the way our light our light system works here in Arizona. And you know, we see these we see these accidents and then everything stops and you know the the police come, the ambulance comes, everybody comes and you see people get out of the car and sometimes they're nice to each other, or sometimes they're yelling at each other, sometimes people, you know, get into some verbal uh, fights over over the accident or whatever. And then I got to thinking, you know, what happens if there's a, there is an accident with this driverless car? I could foresee people taking a tire iron and taking it out on this very expensive vehicle because they have no one to talk to. I mean, this thing is it can really mess with a person's brain when you're shocked with an accident. You know, that's just that's just just where my mind goes. Like, how do people get any type of um, you know resolution to things that happen that are that are that are of an accident nature? You know what I'm saying, Kathy? When you have no one to talk to. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, and nobody can tell you exactly what happened. Right. So, yeah, like they were saying before, I think for me it's personal responsibility, though. You know, a lot of the uh, the things that have, uh, there are so many distractions already that adding one more distraction by not having a driver is not good. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, wow. Thanks, Kathy. Thanks for contributing today. We appreciate it. But you see where I was going with this, right, Jerry? I mean, this idea of like now you get in an accident and somebody gets mad and has some kind of rage and takes it out on this expensive vehicle that's very expensive. Now you've got another lawsuit. Now you got another thing. I mean, this thing is it can be the ripple effect can be really brutal. Yeah, well, Ryan, watching on Facebook today, says, So Arizona is testing for driverless cars. Good place to start with the triple digits heat for the last month. He says, This has got to be good for the environment, question mark. It is time to move away from fossil fuel. God said we are to take care of the land. He says, Let go and let God. Mm. So Ryan is in favor of letting this whole thing evolve and go where it's going to go. Okay, thank you for weighing in, Ryan. Um, but you're talking to, like, I'd rather go back to the Amish country. I'm telling you, I'd, I want the horse and buggy is definitely for me. But go ahead, yeah. Jerry. <laughs> okay, Francis in Richmond, Virginia, listening on the EWTN app. Hello, Francis. Hello, Jerry and Debbie. Thank you for taking sure. the call. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jerry and Debbie, I'd vote against the driverless car. And one example would be the um, terrible plane crashes. I think we had two with the Max Boeing aircraft mm-hmm. where the... The um, the computer kind of took over, and the pilots couldn't couldn't um, stop the plane mm. from crashing. And I I don't think we have a system worked out yet where we can do this safely. Right. Wow. Yeah, yeah. You're making another uh, another great point, Francis. This show has been filled with great uh, contributions to the discussion. 
And uh, you're right. I mean, again, it, it, boil, it gets back to technology. You know, and, and previous caller mentioned, you know, all of the, the software updates that are Mike. It was Mike who made the comment about all of the software updates that are coming in, which, uh, you know, Debbie, when we get an update on my, when I get an update on my phone, it says this fixes dot, dot, dot. Mm-hmm. So it means there's something wrong, wrong. something not mm-hmm. working properly, yeah. you know, with the, with the, with the technology on here. And, you know, I appreciate, you know, the companies like phone, phone manufacturers and stuff being on top of all of this, but this is, this is stepping up to another level, actually. Mm-hmm. Right. I I just think that people's, um, you know, their heart rates are going to go up, the rage, the violence. And I don't like that. I don't like that. I wish we could get back to a, a, a more simple time. And I know it's it, 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 the, the train has, has left the station. I know that's that's very difficult to do. But I mean, it just would be nice to get to calm it down a bit. It just seems like it's racing to the next level. And, and to me, I, I just don't think that's good for... Uh, 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 you know, the, our brains. What, what do you think, Francis? Yeah, I, I agree, Debbie. The, the pilots of those two aircraft were desperately trying to keep the plane from crashing, mm-hmm. and they couldn't, they couldn't countermand the computer. It's horrible. Mm-hmm. Horrible. I mean, can you imagine what, oh, what they went through? I mean, see, this is what yeah. I mean. We're ma- I, sometimes I think in, in, the, in the effort to make our lives easier, we're complicating things. Right. Yeah. Francis, thank you so very, very much. Appreciate that. We have time real quickly for Catherine in Houston listening on Guadalupe Radio Network. Catherine, we have about 90 seconds. Go for it. Great. Well, I would just say the big question seems to be this technology is a tool. How can it serve mankind and to what end and to what purpose? So my great aunt Bessie lived to be 100, and she, her father had the last Pony Express line, uh, Mm -hmm. like the end of it. And when we moved from horses to these mechanical cars, right, there was a bunch of outrage and concern and, and everything else. But the car was like a replacement for the horse. Man was still in charge of it. We were still responsible for it, just like all your other callers have raised issues of, you know, am I responsible for what I'm doing? Um, I think there's probably a good place for each tool. People in New York who ride trains all the time don't have our, the understanding of how people in Texas and uh, Arizona and all the rest of the country who drive cars, they don't understand our mindset with a car and what it could mean. Um, I would love to go drive your parents to church, right? Like, we can still keep humanity and all the neat things we do with driving to help others and bless, bless others and stay safe and be good stewards to the environment. I just have real concerns about what this kind of technology means, and if people just want to be in a self-driving car to plug into their phone and be infotained, yeah. that's a bit sad. Well, another great uh, contribution Catherine, thank you. And uh, yeah, this is definitely very different from pre- previous forms of progress and technological advances. So um, we're going to have to end it on that one. Catherine, thank you so much. We had Mike on the line a moment ago. Mike uh, said anything can be hacked. And that's another Ooh, concern. Yeah. Deb in Savannah, Georgia, we're not going to get to you. But Deb says it's about isolation and a control grab. So mm. we'll have to revisit this topic. At some yeah, point. let's. Why don't we keep tabs on what's happening with these um, autonomous cars? I, I think this was an excellent uh, conversation, Jerry. Yeah, we're coming up with you another show on Monday. We're going to ask you, what was your lemonade stand? What was your lemonade stand? I.e., when you were growing up, what did you do to make a little bit of pocket change to buy some candy or a hamburger somewhere or maybe buy yourself a bicycle or something? What was your lemonade stand? How did you make money as a kid growing up? That's our topic on Monday. Thanks to Ace, Jeff, Matt, the affiliates. Thank you, of course, 
Take Two family. Until Monday, have a beautiful and blessed weekend. St. Joseph, pray for us.